0: You he heard this verse, right? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. You know, Koreans love the word blessing. We love, we call it in pok in Korean, in pok blessing. So, beginning of the year, we exchange, you know, greeting, as we say, receive uh, lots of blessings you know that's how we greet one another receive I want you to receive a lot blessing from the Lord uh, we, we use exchange that greetings Korean ancestors they believe blessings are uh, having a long life long lifespan is it biblical what do you think is it long? Life blessing. It is. Honor your parents and you will have a long life. So, you know, it is a blessing. And Korean ancestors, they believe being a rich, you know, wealthy is the blessing. The Bible talks about that. Of course, everything is from the Lord. What we have, what we wear, what we, uh, you know, shelter, where we stay, everything is from the Lord. So it is a blessing. And they, Korean ancestors, they consider uh, being well alone, you know, becoming having a certain position is the considered as a blessing. Bible talks about that too, right? Like being a king or certain position, it is it is from God. You can say it is a blessing from the Lord. And Korean ancestors, they believe having sons is a blessing because they were living in agricultural uh, age, so son means workforce, right? So it is blessing. Yeah, but Bible also talks about having a children, not only son, but having a children is a blessing, right? But if we only consider those physical, material things as a blessing, that's not what Christianity is. I thought about blessing a lot this week, past week. I thought about what is real true blessing, I'm sure God wants to bless us. But what is true blessing? I meditate that. I came up with this phrase. True blessing is uh, becoming a person of character. Become a person of character. And uh, blessed is the one who lives according to the will of God. Simply to put, be like Jesus Christ. Follow his footsteps. What do you think? Is it blessing from the Lord? That's how I came up. As I was meditating what blessing is from the scripture. Yes, be like Jesus Christ. Is, I mean, that's what God desires us to be. He is molding us like Jesus Christ. So, okay, if I be like Christ... Having his character, that means it is a life of blessing, receiving blessing. And follow his footsteps. Yeah, that's it. But something came into my mind. If there is a blessing to be like Jesus Christ, he is going to make us like Jesus Christ. If he's molding us, he will send us. He will make us go through all this training. Right? And one of the Essential uh, way to make us go through this training is suffering. I don't like suffering. I mean, I don't like pain. But that's how God is molding us, like Jesus Christ. You know, that's how He push us. If He wants to make us like Jesus Christ, He will, you know, make us go through things that Jesus Christ went through. A lot of pains, sufferings, but God loves to bless His children. God bless us. When you look at this passage, as Jesus taught His disciple how to pray, this is like a hidden treasure. These three components, which is in Lord's prayer, you can see. Wow. There's a secret, there's a key to open the heaven's door to receive all the blessings from the Lord. These three words, kingdom, power, and glory. If we understand this word, I think we will live the life that God desires of us to live. Blessing that we can receive from the Lord. So i want to talk about three things. Kingdom and power and glory. So God blesses people who seek his kingdom first. What does that mean? Seeking his kingdom first. What's that mean? It means you make God's agenda your agenda. You make God's plan your plan. You make God's will your will. You know we love to uh, use God sometimes. We love to use God. God you got to bless what I'm doing. That's not what Seeking God's kingdom first. Sometimes we're threatening God. God, if you don't help me out. I'm not going to even come to church, you know, like all those kind of stuff, right? No, no, no. That's not what seeking God's kingdom first. It means God, let me be part of what you are blessing to. Help me to do what you are blessing. That's the right attitude we're supposed to have. That's the was seeking God's kingdom first. You know this passage, right? Seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Uh, as well. So seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And he says. All this thing will be given to you. You can consider, I mean, uh, interpret that past phrase as a blessing from the Lord. All this thing will be given to you. But what is all those things? What are all those things? In order for us to understand verse thirty-three, we have to go back to verse thirty-two and verse thirty-one, right? But this is what verse thirty-one says. So do not worry, saying, "What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or oh, what shall we wear?" This is something we worry about normally, right? Plus so many other things. <laughs> For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly father knows that you need them. If our heavenly father is my father, Jesus saying, don't act like pagans. Don't act like somebody who don't have their heavenly father. They do worry, and don't worry. And we do already a lot of things, right? What to wear, what to eat, what to drink, uh, our, you know, like, relationship, future, and career. We worry a lot. Jesus is saying, you don't have to. If you seek my kingdom first, then you don't have to worry about them. This is a very important question. Let me ask you. Where does God want to be the first place in your life? Where does God want to be the first place in your life? Ask the question to yourself. Answer is everywhere. He wants to, He has to be the number one place in your life. Physically, mentally, socially, spiritually, relationally, all these different areas of your life. Wherever I want God, I want God to, bl- God to bless, he has to be top number one. He has to be in first place. If we want your God to bless your career, he has to be top priority, first place in your career. Schooling, he has to be number one in your schooling. Relationship, dating, whatever, that, you know, that the challenge that you have. mind that you have. If God is not first place in your life, He's not number one in your life. I mean, you know, this is so important. If He's not number one, maybe we are doing lip service. Maybe, you know, we're so used to living in this Christian setting, Maybe. Uh, we don't really mean it, but he has to be number one in your life. Even the problems. You know, I hear people say, uh, I try everything. Last thing, last option is praying. <laughs> they come and pray. Pastor, pray for me. I try everything, but nothing works. So prayer has to be, you know, first choice, not last option, Right? He has to be number one in our lives. How do you spell God? G O D, right? If you don't get, you know, your priority straight, sometimes God can be dog. When you reverse the word God, it can be dog, right? Sometimes we treat God as a dog. Do you know that? If our priority not in straight. Someone in shoes business, selling shoes, senders, and he became, I mean, successful business world. And one of the reporters asked him, what is your secret? He said, you know, I would say uh, priority. I always consider God first, then family, then uh, shoes, making shoes. (laughs) I think that is the right order. God has to be number one in our lives taw uh he, he says, meeting with God and loving Him has to be the first priority. We have to meet Him in a worship setting, and we have to love Him. How can you love God? We have to meditate Him. We have to think about Him. be honest with you, all the time. He has to be number one in my life. reason that I breathe is I sing, is I do work. He has to be number one. That's the only way we can get really blessed. We can really live life in abundance. Second point, uh, God blesses people who depend on his power. Depend on it. When we were young, when I was young, I, I tend to do the things with my own power. And I've failed many times. Even if I become, you know, became a pastor, I tried to fix things by on my strength, but failed every time. Sometimes, I, you know, success, right? God blesses people who depend on Him, His strength. He doesn't bless self-sufficient people. Self-sufficiency is very important, right? But he doesn't believe self-sufficiency. You know, he he doesn't bless the person who says, I can do all things my own. I don't need God's help. But if you acknowledge your weaknesses and say, God, I I need help. I need your help, Lord. Help me out. I I depend on you. I need your power. When you come to the Lord with that attitude, he's going to bless you. Colossians passage blessed are those whose strength is in you who has set their hearts on pilgrimage. You know this passage? I was meditating this passage this week. See, blessed are those whose strength is in you this is Thomas is like praying to the Lord who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. This is not this is like heart my heart is like god my heart is set to you. My heart is, like, uh, depending on you, Lord. My heart is on you, God. Like Heart's on pilgrimage. They they are going to the, this is a passage to the sanctuary to worship God. You You know what I'm saying? This is like, God, I'm going to, going up to the hill, to sanctuary, temple, to worship you. This is before worship. Meaning, his heart is already set, and God will bless those hearts. So when you decide to just depend on God, when you decide to just follow God, I need you. And my heart said before even coming to the church, starting a day. He said, hey, you know what? I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give my strength. I'm going to give you my power to do things that you can do. I think that's amazing stuff. The Jewish, you know, like, uh, they have so many stories like you know Talmud there are many stories. one of the story was like this: God creator, He made birds and you know when he made it uh, God made them with the uh, wings right so they can fly. but no, no, no one no birds understood the privilege of wings. So they say, they began to complain. Creator, God, why did you make us like this? It's not comfortable. When we walk around, it's, it's like, it's not comfortable at all. And God was, Creator was telling them, just stretch your wings. Then you will see the secret that I made for you. Just stretch. Only ego took the challenge. He went up highest place and stretch, expand his wings, and begin to fly. That's the story. It's not in the Bible, but you know, like Jewish stories. I was like, wow, that's, I can imagine, you know, the eagles. Wow, I'm flying. It takes faith. What do you mean by depending on God's power? Depending means, God, I trust in you. My strength is in you. Faith part. We have to grow in faith. This is a young church, right? We have to grow in faith. How can you grow in faith? Just like using our muscles. I mean, look at our pastor, Eugene. Have you ever touched his body? Oh, my goodness. It's a rock. I was like, oh, wow. You know, I mean, like Joe and, I mean, you know, some of you guys are like, Working out every day, right? Almost every day. It doesn't happen overnight, right? Having a that kind of body it doesn't happen overnight. It takes hours and hours of exercising, right? Building of faith. This is the muscles. We need to grow in faith. Guys, we have to be man and woman of faith. That's it, that's what we need. In order for us to build our faith, exercise our muscle in our faith, we've got to maybe come out of a comfort zone and take a risk. That's the only way to build our faith. Sometimes we have to just go up highest place and jump. Expecting God to catch us, right? (laughs) Not just jump, okay? I mean, there's a story, the... The house got caught a fire and son flew uh, went up to the roof. And father was ground blown and calling son, son, just jump. That's the only way you can save yourself. Jump. But son, Dad, I, I cannot see you. Look at this frame, a flame, and, and the, the smoke and, and blindness. I cannot see you. Father was telling son, son doesn't matter whether you cannot see me or not. Just jump. I, I can see you. That's all that matters. Yeah? I mean, don't you think? We cannot see ahead of us what's, what's really happening in our, our, ourselves, right? Our future is very not clear, very dark. Yet, God can see us, right? So what we have to do is just trust God and just jump. I know he's going to catch us. He's going to catch you. That's the part that uh, we need to move on, have, have a faith. Uh, when you meditate Exodus 14, This, I love this story of Israelite. Uh, these people are just like us. God showed miracles to take them out of Egypt. And they were started complaining to Moses and God. Moses, was there not enough graves so you took us out and you Let us die in this desert? <laughs> they, were, they were complaining. And Moses said, just tr- Can you just trust God? I mean, guys, can you just shut up and trust God? <laughs> Could you stop complaining? Can you just be still and know that He is our God? You know what God told Moses? Moses, stop crying out. Get them moving. That was. That's the, exactly what you know. Exodus 14 says, "Get them moving." They, as they began to walk toward the sea, miracle t- it happened. They split the water, split into two. Maybe God is challenging us. If you really want to walk on the water, you have to get out of the boat. Get out. Get out. Walk in faith. Maybe that's the challenge that God is speaking to us. So those who have faith are blessed among with Abraham, the man of faith. Why did God bless Abraham? Because God saw faith in him. He wants to bless us when we begin to walk in faith. And this is an important question. What is it that God wants you to do What kind of uh, step of faith do you need to make or take? Maybe it is a step of committing yourself to the Lord. Maybe God is you know, challenging us, challenging you. Hey, be genuine, follower of Jesus Christ. Don't be fake one. Be a genuine one. Maybe God is challenging some of you. Hey, won't you recommit yourself to the Lord? What is it that God wants you to do? Think about that. Last one. Uh, God blesses people who live for His glory. What's that mean? Live for his glory. You got to decide in life who's going to get credit. Who's going to get glory? Is it you or is it God? Simple as that. Psalm 115, 13 says, God will bless everyone who honors him. Honor meaning live for your life for his glory, right? Westminster uh, catechism, you probably heard that, shorter catechism. Uh, many of reformers, like Presbyterians, our like, reformed church, uh, consider that profession as very important, Westminster uh, Catechism. And very short catechism, first question, this is what the first question is, what is the chief end of man? Meaning, why do we exist? The answer is man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. I like the answer. To, we we do live to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Enjoy Him. That reminds of me John Piper's well known passage. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. God is most glorified. You know we live to glorify God, right? But God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in Him. What's that mean? It means relationship, right? When you have a relationship, when we're truly content in Him, living in Him, enjoy the relationship, (coughs) God will be glorified. That's the order. I I love this passage here. Uh, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. When you eat, eat with the glory for God. Drink, whatever you do, we have to... Live for the glory of God. And I like to connect that passage with uh, Romans passage. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Since we belong to Jesus Christ, do you... I mean, can you say amen to that? We belong to Jesus Christ, right? Because if we, whether we live or die, we live or die for the glory of God. That's us. That's our identity. That's what Christian means. During the Japanese occupation, many pastors and church leaders got severe, you know, persecutions. I know this guy, Reverend Chu, same last name, Moksa-nim. He was only forty-seven. You know, as I was studying this, like big names in the Bible, I used to think, wow, you know, these guys probably old folks. But they are not. They are younger than me, forty-seven. I mean. He gave himself for the church, and and maintaining his faith, holding on his faith during the Japanese occupation. But before he died, before he was sent to the prison, he was telling his, his family members and church members, "If I die in the prison, please don't make my name big. I don't deserve to get any glory, any credit. Only God, He deserves all the glories." So please don't make big deal out of this, okay? And he died in the prison. Oh my goodness. His writing. When I encounter this writing is, oh my goodness, so challenging. Wow, he's different. He has different faith than I have. The same pastors, but same Christians, but how come he is different? Why? Because he had an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Therefore, he knew his position. Therefore, he knew he's, he he live or die for God's glory. Some of you may say, "You know, Pastor Ken, but we are living in uh, unpersecuted setting. That's why I'm mad. I wish I live, you know, like live in that kind of time that I have a severe persecution, so I can die for God, so I can glorify God by." you know, dying for his namesake. Do you have anyone like that? You are so, like, mad because we don't have any persecution. We have freely worship God. You know, sometimes I become very emotional. I, 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 as an emotional person I am, uh, I, like, when I talk to my wife, and I think I mentioned that in the service, Honey, I think I can die for you. I'm, I'm dead, like, I'm up there, you know. God, I mean, she's so lovely. I mean, honey, I think I can die for you. You know what she said to me? Don't. <laughs> don't do that. Just leave for me. Don't try to die, but at least leave to help me out. <laughs> help me with my dishwasher. I mean, try to throw the trash can, you know. You know, don't try to die for Jesus. Okay? Don't try to die for Jesus. If the situation comes, you, I mean, he's going to give you strength to die for him, right? But live for him. Every day. There's so many challenges, so, so many ways to glorify God by living the life. Let me show one of the ways. This is one of the Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others. You know what? If you are children of God, if you're a child of God, God has given you a gift. Each one has a gift. Administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very, uh, very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides. So then in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. God may be glorified. Service. Even this week, I received a letter from one of the participants in Spark Mission. That you know, some of you guys met. One of the, or few, more than few, they uh, began to, you know, do the Bible study and they growing in Christ. So they were like, sharing their testimonies. I was happy because I know when I heard that, you know, many of our church members they just gave, gave, and gave. They serve and serve and serve. That's why they got challenged. That's that Through that, they became you know, uh, interested in the Bible and became Christians. Serve is so powerful. You can serve, right? Generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself feel refreshed. By serving them, you will refresh. refreshed. By refreshing, you can refresh. And you, you will be prospered. By be becoming generous You might say, oh, I don't have money to be generous No, I mean, you, you, you can uh, spend, not money, but spend your smiles, right? Is it the right expression? Spend your smiles I never heard of it, but I mean, I'm expressing anyway <laughs> Spend your smile You know, there was a church in K-Town, uh, Oasis Church I went to service once, a Saturday night service Wow, great praise team. I was like, so shocked. Was, like, I mean, there was like very fashion of people. They were singing, dancing, and while, you know, being praise, like, wow. You know, very, it was a cultural shock for me. Great sermon, logical, and, you know, preacher was, wow. But what I really impressed the most was usher. They can be, I mean, like, welcome to Oasis. Wow, you know, this is a church. I want to come, you know. You can serve. You can span smiles. There's so many ways to glorify God. Warmly welcome each other into the church just as Christ has warmly welcome you. Then God will be glorified. Just greeting one another. You know, sometimes, you know, our church, it's brand new, so some of us now, we don't really... Not, we're not that close close so right uh, uh, when you just welcome each other they will glorify God you can do that right amen amen, amen. yeah many more me- people need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ so God is using us as an instrument to reach out to them so I think yeah this is the one of the way to make his name awesome. God bless people who seek his kingdom first. God bless the people who dependence power God bless people who live for God's glory.